Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello and welcome back to NO and JB Sports Pedigree. We're back this week to provide insight on a wide variety of sports topics. NBA hoops, UEFA Champions League, NFL, got March Madness, whole lot going on. So we're going to give you some perspective and some real honest opinion and we're definitely going to have some fun. We, uh, we hope you have some fun along with us. So let's not waste any more time. We're going to dig right in. I am JB. And I am the one and only N.O. One and only. JB, what we got? Well, we're uh, revisiting the brand new segment that we uh, introduced last week, A Conversation With, just to try to give a little more perspective, have some more fun with that. So the gist is uh, we're going to introduce a conversation that we had with a sports personality and it's the job of the other person to take a guess and figure out who we're just who we're chatting with okay Who's it sounds with? incredible and i think i went first last time you jb you go ahead and go first on this one. all right let's, we're gonna get, get it going, going quick all right here we right, go. Let's go you ready <laughs> let's go oh jb i'm not real sure what happened to my game you know got four majors and uh, spent 95 weeks at number one, but just struggled with my game and haven't won a major since 2014. Uh, you know, was real young up and coming. And I, I, You sound like Roger Federer. <laughs> oh, but, but we're talking a, a different sport with, uh, uh, <laughs> with you hit the ball in the hole. And, uh, oh, okay. So we're, we're talking <laughs> golf now. Uh, Jack Nicholas. Oh, oh no, much more recent. I'm still playing. In fact, I want to. Oh, I won a tournament uh, last year for the first time. Yeah, and you got me. Quite some time. Oh, I'm Rory McIlroy. <laughs> oh, there that you was go. my best. That was a terrible Irish impersonation. Mac- yeah. Apologizing. Oh, man. Apologizing for that horrible accent. Yeah, it, it was so terrible. I thought it was Swiss. <laughs> I thought it was fake. That's what's up, though. <laughs> All right. Great way All to right, kick it go. off. I'm ready. That was nice. You know, you know, what really pissed me off, I grew up in Chicago, left and went to college in Indiana, became an all-star, and wherever I went back to my hometown, whenever I went back to play against the Chicago Bulls, I got booed. Where's the respect, you know? Do you know that my own family booed me? Freaking Michael Jordan stole my city from me, but I'm not tripping because he watched me win back-to-back titles. should know this and I'm gonna kick myself uh it's the Detroit Piston Isaiah Thomas man okay now the voice makes sense too Chicago Chicago's own Chicago's own that's a good one I did not yep that's why I didn't know he was from Chicago well done Uh uh-huh okay all right what we got hey you know what JB Uh, no nobody can compare with with my control I mean who else could average 85 miles an hour on their fastball and still be unhittable? You know, I faced over 20,000 hitters in my career and only 133 times went to 3-0 counts. Can you believe that? And people- Are we talking about Greg Maddox? Yes, sir. Well done. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Crazy. All science. right, here we go. Mm-hmm. These pitchers might as well walk me every time I come to the plate, you know. Some of these guys, 
I could see the sweat coming off their face when we had runners on base and I came to the plate. I really don't understand what the big deal was, you know. I mean, I never bet against my own team. Did you see my head first dives and passion and the years of greatness that I put in in my hometown as a player and manager? You know, they need to just let it go. That'd be uh, Pete Rose. Ding, 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 ding. Nice. Nicely Good. done. You know, JB, uh, I'm pretty happy. I mean, I just saved about uh, $60 million, you know, and I bought this franchise back in 06. You know, I promised the city and the fans a winner, but <laughs> they don't know that I really don't care. I totally lied to them. <laughs> I only care about my pockets. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> um, Are we talking about... Bob Castellini. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might like that one. Oh, man. Reds owner, Cincinnati Reds owner, for those of you that don't know Bob Castellini. Yep. I'm throwing a bunch right, of shade go. today. Okay. Definitely. This is my last one, JB. What color do you like, you know? My favorite flavors are the red ones and the green ones. Sometimes I used to eat them during the game. I took a handoff <laughs> one time and was running the ball with a handful in my mouth. Then a linebacker blindside tackled me and I choked on a few. That was my last time ever doing that. <laughs> oh, beast mode. Marshawn Lynch. That's right. Let's go. Skittles. Amazes me how he's not like the spokesman for that company. I don't know how he's not. I don't either. <laughs> I got I got one more if it's cool. Let's do it. This might be a little challenge. All right. You know, a lot of people don't realize, man, that I was six foot eleven. You know, you'd think that after I kept shattering backboard after backboard, that they would realize how big and strong I was. Now they did have a lot of cool nicknames for me, like Sir Slam or Chocolate Thunder. But I'll be honest, my favorite is probably Dr. Duncanstein. Oh, that's Hero Dawkins. Yes, sir. Of course, yeah. Monster. Shattered crazy number of backboards yep crazy I, I they probably had to reinvent how they made backboards because of that dude man that's a great point they, <laughs> they might have been they might have been wooden in the past or something hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i don't think they were ever wooden but um that that's a great segment we definitely coming back to that one in the future yes sir let's move on jb we got we oh. got city trivia next yeah let's get it going in city trivia we highlight a fact about an athlete player owner any sports figure from a city or a fact just about the city in general and we have to guess what the city is jb i'm gonna jump it off today all right let's get it going an nba city just recently moved to this city an nba team excuse me just recently moved to this city and the mlb team in this city moved from new york city in 1958 an nfl team and this city's MLB team share the same name. Hmm. So the MLB team that moved from New York City in 1958. Okay. That city's MLB team and the NFL team from the city you're trying to guess share the same name, as I clarified. Um, man. You got me stumped. Okay, let me let me give you another one. Okay. In this city, you can hit a splash shot in their baseball stadium. Oh, is it the San Francisco? It's San Francisco. Okay, San okay. Francisco Giants, New York Giants. I, I wasn't that's explaining what I that was, the greatest. That's what I was thinking at first, but yeah, I got confused. My bad. 
That's a good one. I I, I was I, I guess I was confusing, so that's a little bit my bad too. All right, You're we'll good. get it figured out on the next round. All right, here we go. Here we go. This city, two professional sports teams here. Uh, really known for being a baseball city historically and, and college hoops. Uh, formerly had an NBA team. It's a hotbed for youth soccer, high school football, and basketball. Had the original pro baseball team that now is owned by a moron. Who doesn't care about the fans or the team or the players or Joey Votto. We're talking about Cincinnati, Ohio. We are. The original pro baseball team. That's where I should have got it at. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, we got to wake up. Time for you to wake up. All righty. This town is along the same road system as two other colleges, but rarely gets love, even though they won the 1983 national championship in college basketball with their now famously deceased head coach. Mm. Mm-hmm. One of my top three NFL QBs played some college football in this town before transferring to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So did a recent Indianapolis Colt starting QB that I liked as well, named Phillip Rivers. Yeah. What's the town, JB? The town. Oh, gosh. It's not Raleigh. It is. It is Raleigh. Oh, right. North Carolina State. Capital city of North Carolina, Raleigh. I had it with Jim Valvano. But I, I was MEV, like, I yes, sir. that's the right, uh, right city. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this city actually holds the longest sellout streak, consecutive sellouts in professional sports history at 1,385 games in a row. It's still ongoing. Also, the play-in games for the NCAA tournament are always played in this college town's arena. Oh, it must be Dayton. It is Dayton, Ohio. The Dayton Dragons. Wow. Yeah. In 1385. Mm-hmm. That's an insanely large number of sellouts. Great ball, great you know. ballpark. Um, obviously, the Red Single A team. If you get a chance, if you're in the area, check it out. It's fun. I'm definitely gonna check that out when we get when I get back in the Midwest, JB. Okay. Here's my last one, JB. <clears throat> in this town, you can find an NFL, Major League Baseball, and NHL team. Tony La Russa was born here. Mm. Their NFL team has won two championships. Their hockey team has won three. And their baseball team has been to the championship round twice, but has, does not have a title. Mm. Here's the final clue. Okay. Some old guy just decided to come back to this town and play another year. Oh, <laughs> Tampa Bay. Temple Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Some old guy, nice. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a whole other story. All right, oh, let's man. see what we got here. Okay, this city has two professional sports teams. If you count the MLS, you know a lot of time we leave them out. Uh, NBA team has been there since the NBA team actually has been around since 1975, but only in this city since 1980. And this particular NBA franchise from this city, they're the only one not they're the only one not to have had I'm sorry, they're the only ones to have had 60 win season and 20 straight playoff se- appearances from 1983 to 2002, but yet they've never won a title. The number two previously all-time NBA scorer 
who was just surpassed by LeBron James, actually played his entire career in this city as well. And they're in the Western Conference. Oh. oh. I'm on Salt Lake City. There you go. <laughs> hey. Nice. Yeah, for a second I was thinking Wilt Chamberlain, but then I was like, no, Carl Malone passed him up. Yep. Yep. There you go. And oh, I got one more for you. Let's go. All right. This is a college town. All right. Okay. It's also the capital of the state that it's located in. The university okay. was founded in 1855. The basketball program has made it to 23 straight NCAA tournaments, March Madness, including 10 Final Fours. All right, this is a Big Ten school. And you had a cousin who actually played some hoops there. Michigan State yes, University. Sir. Yes, sir. In East Lansing. Yep. Well done. Nicely done, JB. That was an excellent segment, which... Yeah, I struggled a little. Man, I'm disappointed in myself. No, actually, that first one was my fault. That was definitely my fault. All right, JB. <laughs> in my personal segment today, I'll jump it off. All right, let's go. I was surprisingly okay with the Weston McKinney injury. Hmm. Simply due to the depth of the U.S. men's national team as we head into these final three matches. He broke two bones in his left foot, which is going to keep him out for a while. But we have Eunice Musa. Mm -hmm. There's Luca De La Torre, a 23-year-old with the potential to break out. And even Kellen Acosta being another person you can throw in that position. That's and true. he can give you a high level of play. However, when I saw the Zach Steffen injury, I cringed a bit because... Instinctually speaking, he is the best goalkeeper, but we still have Matt Turner, a solid second guy, who actually took Zach Steffen's spot. The key word in there was had, because Matt Turner is now sidelined by an ankle injury. Long story short, we need one of these two healthy, or we'll definitely be in trouble, particularly in Mexico and in Costa Rica, both road games in hostile territory where I don't want an inexperienced goalie leading away JB mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel about that no. um, it's not ideal it's possible that one or even both may come back and I actually think Zach Steffen has just recently gotten healthier to where he might be able to play but um JB I have a few drips of sweat falling down from my face each time this <laughs> subject matter comes up I'm nervous man I hear you um, you know you bring up a good point because we already know that the uh the team has struggled, you know, kind of starting off in games. And if they, you know, for some reason we got an inexperienced goalie in there and they get behind early, um, you know, especially in those environments, it makes it tough. We got first game coming up Thursday, March 24th, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern oh, time. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, so for my personal segment, that's good stuff. You know, um, I'm bringing back the inspiration in sports. Um, I've actually learned about this person a bit ago and just hadn't had an opportunity to share um, and I'll try to go quickly because you're going to think that I'm making stuff up here after a bit uh, th this guy's name is Kieran Behan he was born in 1989 he's an Irish artistic gymnast and uh, representative of Ireland internationally the first ever Irish gymnast to qualify for the Olympic Games he competed in London in 2012 and Rio in 2016 but 
let's go back a little bit uh, and I'll kind of explain why this story touched me and is inspirational. So uh, he was born in London uh, to Irish parents and he started out early in the gym. At the age of 10, he had a benign tumor in his leg. Complications from the surgery to remove the tumor left him wheelchair bound for about a year. So already, you know, you got a kid who's got uh, big aspirations and, you know, before he's even out of middle school, he's in a wheelchair. 15 months later, defying the odds, he returned to training. Not long after his return, so he's like 12 now, he slipped on a high bar during training, suffered a head injury, which resulted in brain damage, affected his inner ear and balance and coordination. Once again, confined to a wheelchair. A lot of people at this point especially a kid and kudos to this guy to his parents too um they had to have instilled you know some great support he must have had a great support system let me just say it like that so he had to relearn you know simply sitting up moving his head etc wasn't able to train for three years and doctors told him they didn't expect him to be able to walk again Mm. despite this he returned to gymnastics a few years later, won some awards as a junior gymnast, including fourth place at the Junior European Championships in Greece in 06. Competitively in 09, right before he was about to make his debut on the 2010 European Championships, he tore his ACL. So he had to recover another year. And then he tore his other ACL. <laughs> I oh. told you, this just keeps going for this guy. He was finally able to compete in the World Championships, and in 2011, he had a breakout year. Uh, Competed at World Cup Challenge, won a gold on the floor exercise, and went on compete in Tokyo, which qualified him to compete to get to go to the Olympic Games. By the end of 2011, he had actually spent over 12,000 euros of his own money to be able to travel and compete. And uh, so friends and family had to help him support money just to be able to do this and and to achieve his dream. And then where he qualified in 2012, um, he finally got to go and uh, basically represent again for the first time after setback, after setback, after setback, after setback. So for me, it just kind of speaks to me personally about, you know, no matter what you go through, if you've got a dream, if you've got something you feel like has been put on your heart, um, you just got to keep going after it. Don't allow the, you know, everybody has struggles and troubles. You're not alone. And, uh, you know, we can always find inspiration um, in sports. And I just uh, wanted to bring bring Kieran behind to light. Check it out. It's a great story. Yeah, that's excellent. And oh, like you said, Having mental toughness in terms of being able to overcome things we go through is extremely necessary because without it, you're going to focus on the negatives, the excuses that you could make Um, because we live in a world where it's so easy to blame our issues on other people Mm, and not take accountability and to just not move forward um, when it's our decision to be made. So that's an excellent story, JB. Yeah. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to not, you know, put forth that effort to, to be great. Right. It really is much easier. So that young man took 
took the tough road. So that's excellent. Yes, sir. What uh, what do you want to touch on for our next next segment today? You know, here we are, early in the year, and we know that MLB season is coming up, and we also know that there has been an MLB lockout going on since December. I think they're right around the cusp of moving or past that. Actually, I think they've started playing spring training games. Mm-hmm. But let me give the fans out there a gist of why the lockout happened. Mm, please. Maybe team owners do not want to cooperate. Right off top, I, yes, I went there. The team owners do not want to cooperate. They put transactions on hold, not allowing players to sign. They couldn't even use the team facilities. Right. Why? Why, JB? Because there is no collective bargaining agreement in place with the players and owners. What does that mean? It means, in my perspective, the owners calculated not coming into an agreement in terms of pay to pressure players into giving up rights and inherently dictating that they don't want to bargain with players. JB, the MLB collectively is worth $66 billion and even made money during the shortened lockout season in 2020. Wow. So this lockout right off the bat gives me the vibe that the owners don't care about the fans. Correct. They don't care about the ballpark employees, the atmosphere, and most importantly, their players. So what do the players want? Basically, there's this thing called a competitive balance tax or luxury tax that acts as a salary cap Meaning if teams spend more than this amount of money on their roster, they get a penalty that they have to pay monetarily. Obviously, players want this amount to go up so they can get paid more. But that's not the biggest issue. This luxury tax per owners was supposed to make the league more balanced and competitive. Exactly. But but JB, wouldn't that mean that there needs to also be a salary floor? Uh Uh-huh. So that owners won't just do the bare minimum. Yep. You Seems hit, logical. Yep. There hit, needs to be a salary floor. Yep. Go ahead, JB. You hit the nail right on the head on that because I mean, the the real issue. It's like, yeah, okay, there's a lockout, but for what? Like you said, if if teams, if owners are not going to attempt to put a better product on the field. You know, we're so caught up in all these different rule changes and, and everything's going on, which I want to touch on a bit, but are they going to commit to not cutting payroll? And here's the thing. If they're cutting payroll, the ticket prices ain't being cut. We're paying, That's right. if not the same, more to go see these owners who really only care about their pocketbooks. Are they legitimately going to try to win? And to your point, if there's not a, a floor, if there's no accountability for owners that don't try to put a winning product out on the field, then it's a disservice to the fans, to the players, and it's just a huge waste of time. Exactly. And since there is no floor and the owners are not eager to raise that cap, thus showing they really just don't want to spend money. And that's the issue. Like, the revenue of the MLBJB is rising outrageously, which means salary inflation should rise as well. And all the players want, really, is that the lowest players... Lowest paid players, excuse me, are compensated. 
want them to get paid more, which would demonstrate the teams want to win and be more competitive. Players not asking for much. And it's quite disgusting, to be honest. Not implying not implying that there are not greedy players out there either, because there's some blame on their part as well. But the young guns need to get paid, and I think the MLB should take a page from the NBA, quite honestly, mm. and create a system where the total team salaries are a specific percent of the total team revenue, because something isn't working. But uh-huh. we can talk about that one another day. JB, go ahead and touch in on uh, what you wanted to say. So a couple of the, the new updates, the things that were changed, I'm not going to hit them all. There's like 15 really big ones, but financially, you know, Players now can only be optioned back and forth to the minors five times in the year. And the importance of that is because there's a certain amount during a player's career that once they are brought up to the big league level from the minors that there's kind of like no going back from. And Mm -hmm. owners and teams take advantage of moving them back and forth or holding them back so that they don't have to pay them. Like, it is ridiculous. You will have guys like Hunter Green, who's a great prospect for the Reds, in the past, you know, you had Chris Bryant for the Cubs that they'll wait to a certain date that, to bring him up so that they don't have to pay him too soon. So just goes to speak to kind of the selfishness and the, um, the pocketbooks of the owners. Uh, there's incentives to discourage service time manipulation now, which is what yep. I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of cool things. Uh, there's going to be morning baseball, some, which was news to me. Um they're looking at playing about 18 games throughout the year early, like as early as 11.30 a.m. So I don't know, really know what that does, but something new. Um, mm-hmm. Some other things that are maybe controversial or things we can uh, talk about is the elimination of the shift. Um, personally, not a fan of that. Uh, oversized bases is something that's coming to effect. Interesting. Um and the universal designated hitter, which means not only the American mm-hmm. League will have the DH, but now every team will. So no more pitchers batting. And that kind of uh, eliminates some tactical things with the game in the National League. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know how I feel about that one. I also don't know how I feel about the shift. I'm kind of with you on the shift one. But, yeah, I don't know if I agree with the universal DH, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it it could give players, you know, one side of it is that, you know, it could give some aging hitters a little more extended time. Um, Traditionally, though, it does take take away a lot of the strategy with bunting, with, you know, how you manage the lineup with when to pinch hit for a pitcher. Um, So, you know, that's where I'm kind of on the fence with it. Definitely not a fan of the shift because that would be like saying in basketball, you can't play a 2-3 zone to me. Um, you know, if, if guys are shifting, well, then hit the ball the other way. You know, that's that's my take on it. Um, you And how do we measure this? You can only go a certain distance to the left if you're playing second base. You have to stay within these parameters. Are we going to draw lines on the field? I don't know. I'm just wondering how far to, that they take that. And to be and to be fair, in basketball, if, if they took anything from the NBA, you can't play a 2-3 zone because – a defensive players right. standing in the lane, not guarding man to man for three seconds, is a defensive three seconds and a technical foul. So, right. from that perspective, yeah, it's, there's a similarity there. But mm-hmm. you know, baseball is a lot different. Everything's completely different about those sports. But oh man, we'll see how it goes. Yes, sir. So we've been a little bit serious here. Let's uh, let's bring back the fun. T- 
to this show today. What do you think? A little, yeah. How about a little Let's sports dichotomy? I've been waiting for it. All show, JB. <laughs> All right. Well, some of this, man, there's a lot to get into. A lot has happened. Um, so let's let's uh, let's get it going here. Who's starting today? I'll jump it off. All right. The recent moves of the Cincinnati Reds have lost JB as a fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> a little bit, of, little bit of love left. A yeah. little bit of love left. Yeah, can't blame yeah. the players. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts trade of Carson Wentz was a good deal for the team. We'll see. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> LeBron's recent scoring outburst means nothing because the Lakers are not winning. Yes. There will be a double-digit seed in the Final Four this year. No. Hmm. Pulisic and Gio Reyna will make us forget about Weston McKinney being injured. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Russell Wilson being traded to Denver. That deal was even more lopsided than DeAndre Hopkins' trade to Arizona a few years back. Uh, No. Hitting the gym for JB <laughs> is a top two stress reliever uh, okay. in life. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. okay. The Atlanta Braves will represent the National League in the World Series again this year. No. Hmm. Super Nintendo was better than Sega Genesis. Yes. No regrets leaving Joe Montana off of his top five QB of all time list. Never. <laughs> the women who ruined a year of Deshaun Watson's life slash NFL career need to be in prison. Yes. JB regrets not listing Barry Sanders as his number one running back of all time. He should. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Broncos getting Russell Wilson makes them a contender. Absolutely. Hmm. Besides Serena Williams, Steffi Graf is the best women's tennis player of all time. Yeah. A couple other names to throw in there, but she's in there too. Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving can attend home games, but not play in them. That makes sense. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, the AFC West with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, David Carr, and now Russell Wilson is the best division in football. I would have left a couple of them names out of there, but <laughs> we'll just say yes. Right. I don't know what makes David Carr so great, but anyways. Yeah. Derek Carr, my bad. Derek Carr. David Carr, definitely. Yeah, we're not going to get on him. <laughs> The top GM move in sports history is Greg Popovich hiring himself as the Spurs coach. Yes. Shout out to him. Shout out to Bob Hill, who he got rid of to hire himself. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, (laughs) good call. Bob Hill. Uh, The Memphis Grizzlies are now in the running to potentially be the favorite to win the Western Conference this year. No, I wouldn't go that far. All right. The top 
excuse me, the worst GM move in sports history <laughs> is every move that Nick Crawl makes. <laughs> yes. Seems like it. Shade. Uh, despite Brazil having the best opening odds to win the World Cup this year, France, with the likes of Mbappe, Benzema, Griezmann, Pogba, Conte, etc., are still the team to beat. Yes. Jack Nicholson, because of the Lakers not being good, has probably given up his front row tickets finally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, KD and Kyrie's individual performances as of late show why they are the best duo in the NBA. Of course, yes. When Aaron Rodgers got his contract, the Packers knew that Devontae Adams wouldn't be there much longer. I say yes. Mm-hmm. That was got, my last one. Got, JB, what you got? I got one more long one, long-winded one, let's say. All right, let's go. Let's go. Some would say that PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, choked in usual fashion out of the UEFA Champions League. But Kareem Benzema, at 34 years old, had a performance that not only outshined Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi, but was the most clutch since the Champions League final in 2012 as he scored a hat trick in the second half with the club down 2-0 and two of the goals coming within 30 seconds of each other. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Beast. Check that out. Check it out. Oh, that was fun. I feel more light As always. Now. <laughs> Me too. After talking about the MLB, but the season will happen in the MLB. Yeah, I don't know that what is the Reds are going to do, but yeah, you know. that's that's probably why I really feel so down, to be honest with you. Yeah, it is. Uh, we, we miss you, Jesse Winker, already. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Nick Castellanos, you in Philly now? We definitely miss you too. Yeah, good luck, guys. Hey, Eugenio, hey, uh, Eugenio, have a have a great season in Seattle. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to the fun. Let's uh, it's that time of time of the week. A little no nos. No, no. All right, let's do it. All right, Inno. So uh, for those of you who aren't aware or first time checking us out, uh, it's a little three parts to no-nos. We're going to ask a question, sports-related, try to get a little uh, perspective from Inno here. Then we will do a name that team. Uh, We'll pick a team uh, famous and see how many players the NO can name in a minute off of that team. And then lastly, we will do a name that player where I'll give some obscure-ish facts about a former uh, player and see how long it takes NO to get it. So first off, my question. What are your thoughts on Calvin Ridley's suspension for betting on a game? And the length Uh. of it maybe you know comparatively to some other suspensions yeah because i'm not uh very well schooled on exactly what he bet on and whatnot i i do think that he shouldn't have did it of course because he plays the sport and you know especially if you're betting on your own games Mm -hmm. there's the potential that you could be playing in a certain way just so you can win this bet, which brings so many questions to the table. Sure. Why would you be so worried about this little amount of money 
over this huge amount of money that you're making right millions of dollars i can't remember exactly what his contract was it just bring so many questions to the table so i think the nfl kind of had to set a precedence hmm. in this situation and give him you know a, a severe penalty for what he did but i'd have to look into it a little bit more you know to see if he really really deserved it no that's a good that's a good take on it because i think initially when people saw it they look at the amount and they're like you know why is it such a big deal but it's an integrity thing you know and it's it is i've seen where people are comparing it to other things that players have done wrong um and you know you can't really do that i mean it's a different they're all different situations okay uh i agree with you there uh all right name that team let me get a minute on the clock here and then i'm going to tell you the team now currently the record is 18 18 players in a minute and i think you're going to be able to challenge that amount today okay so we're going to go with the 2021 cincinnati reds half of the team is no longer there but let's reminisce a little bit what do you say 2021 <laughs> cincinnati reds all right you ready yeah, we can, we right. can jump it off and here in a minute. Here we go. All right. Uh, does it have to be starters? No, anybody. Anybody? Yeah. Okay. Jogo Akiyama, Jesse Winker, Jonathan India, <clears throat> Nick Castellanos, Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez, Tyler Stevenson, Sonny Gray, <laughs> Sean Doolittle, Kyle Farmer, Yep. Uh, Luis Castillo, yep. my main man Wade Miley, yep. uh, TJ Antone, one of my favorite pitchers, Tucker Barnhart. I'm definitely getting this one. Yep. Uh, Art Warren, Lucas Sims, Nixon Zell, off the injured Tony Santillan. Yeah. Let me think. Mike Mustakis, of course. Yep. Tyler Malley, one of our top starters. Um, let me see. Heath Hembry, who always got beat up late in games. <laughs> Jeff Hoffman, who started the season yeah. as a starter. Oh, um, that's time. You know how many you got? What I get, JB? 22. Nicely done, Noah. Wow. Nice job. Nicely done. Nicely Question done. is, is Dang. Heath Hembry still with the team? I hope not. <laughs> exactly. And all these other dudes are not. I hope not, bro. Oh, shoot. All right. Well done. Record-setting performance by N.O. All right. How about a little name that player? Let's do it. This guy is a former NFL player. Played for 23 seasons professionally. Uh, He was NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1990. Man of the Year in 1989. He was an All-Pro in 90 as well. Nine-time Pro Bowler. Twice he led the NFL in passing yards and once led the NFL in touchdown passes. Hmm. He has his number retired by a team that is now in the city where he actually didn't play, so the team moved. Oh, okay. It's Warren Moon. Oh, my goodness. That gave it to you. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Had to be Warren Moon at that point. Man, he was a gunslinging QB, mm-hmm. man. So, goodness perspective, gracious. you know, and you think about this in relative to – and he's one of the greats, right? He had almost 50,000 passing yards in addition to his 21,000 that he had in the CFL. But think about this. His completion percentage was 58.4% for his career. 
So speaking of being a gunslinger, you know, when we think about that compared to guys now, like guys now, if you're starting quarterback and you throw sub 60%, you ain't starting. So think how the game has changed. Like, that's crazy. That's a great point, JB. But that's a whole other topic. Maybe how the game (laughs) has changed. There we go. How the game has changed. That was a good good one. Good show. Um, That's it for today, JB. We appreciate it. Hey, so... Again, we love we love the feedback. Whether you you know message us or, or post on our our posts or what have you, you can email us at no.jb.sportspedigree at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram, TikTok. We got the YouTube page going now. We appreciate all the follows and um, appreciate the love. Yes, we do, and we'll see you guys next time. All right, have a great week. Check it. We keep pushing forward when the lights dim. The flame still burns when the night ends. So it's time to get animated promptly. My passion's connotated as anger. Wrongly, since I'm as real as it gets, I won't take that. Might spew a couple of words I won't take back. I'll be the thug who seems to bring charm. Check my skin in the U.S. I'm seen as that regardless. Docile and harmless. Emblematic guinea pigs. Submit to control all the people in the city did. Silly kids only listen to that. It strengthened numbers to them. To me, it's how you...